This is the Behind the Line podcast coming to you from the crazy, chaotic lines of the Pacific Northwest. And this is Pacific Northwest Headline News. Well, the recent announcement by Governor Inslee that Washington will ban the sale of gas automobiles, new gas automobiles, by 2035 has, of course, now gotten the response from the Washington State's Independent Auto Dealers Association. Brian Danzel, the executive director of that organization, said his biggest concern about the ban on selling new gas-powered vehicles is how the state will maintain the road system, saying it's currently maintained by fuel taxes. He also believes the ban is going to be detrimental and will limit the marketplace, resulting in a negative effect on consumers who will have to pay more to go electric. Just another assault on independent auto dealers. I mean, every time we turn around, it seems as if there's some new rule or law that's mandating what actions other guy, our guys can take, said Danzel. Officials with the Washington Department of Ecology are confident electric cars won't be out of reach when it comes to affordability. They expect as supply goes up, the costs will come down. Again, the state will be taking public comment on the new rules starting September 7th, and I suggest you make your opinion on the matter known. There's no infrastructure to support that many electric cars on the road in Washington. The electric grid is not capable of handling it. There are not enough recharging stations for all these vehicles. And how much will it cost and where will the state get the money to pay for all those recharging stations to be built? I did a story not too long ago that the first hydrogen car refueling station would be built in Washington and it was being built with some kind of grant, and it was going to cost in the neighborhood of $20 million to build one station. Where does the state plan on getting the funding to pay for all this stuff? Oh, yeah, from us, more than likely. More taxes that we can't afford. Building these cars, the batteries specifically, requires all these rare earth minerals that... We don't have in the U.S. or we won't dig in the U.S. because of where they're located or because of the animals that live in the habitats where they're located. So we're relying on countries like China to provide these materials for us. The mining of which does just as much damage or causes just as much pollution as using gas-powered vehicles. There's no common sense being used as per usual. And just in case you thought we were out of the woods with pandemics and COVID and monkeypox, the amount of monkeypox cases in Washington State has been increasing according to data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. On August 1st, Washington's case count was only 123, but now has risen to 328 on Monday, August 22nd. Washington State... Department of Health numbers are slightly higher at 381. King and Pierce counties have the highest number of cases. Washington's monkeypox cases have been steadily increasing throughout August. The CDC updated the monkeypox case numbers nationwide, finding that New York had the most cases with 2,910, followed by California with 2,663. The U.S. has a total of 15,433 monkeypox cases as of August 22nd.
Monkeypox typically only lasts two to four weeks, and as severe cases can occur, the case fatality rate is between 3 and 6%, according to the World Health Organization. Yeah, just in case you thought uh, we were out of the woods on being controlled or under emergency orders for other diseases, that's still in the back pocket. And here's a nice little story about our political class from the state of Oregon. Can be Oregon. This is of State Representative James Hybe, a Republican out of Canby, was arrested August 17th at the Clackamas County Fair on suspicion of disorderly conduct and interfering with a police uh, peace officer. New re newly released body camera footage shows the August 17th arrest of Oregon State Rep. James Hybe at the Clackamas County Fair. Hybe was arrested on a suspicion of disorderly conduct and interfering with a uh, peace officer. He later told KGW that the incident happened after a woman asked him to put out a cigarette, but he didn't offer a clear explanation for why things escalated. Police turned over three videos of the incident, each taken from different officers' body-worn camera. Hybe's face is blurred in the video along with the officers as required by state public records law. In the videos, Hybe slurs his words and becomes verbally combative with deputies after acknowledging he is a political official. Hybe wore a white campaign polo shirt. If you are running for political office, this is probably not a look you want, said one deputy. We've had several calls from employees telling us that you refuse to put out a cigarette and refuse to leave. Smoking is prohibited at the fairgrounds. Hybe claimed he was never asked to leave. When deputies asked to see Hybe's identification, he refused. Deputies then put Hybe into handcuffs. Hybe told police he had a firearm on his hip, which was removed by deputies without incident. During further questioning, Hybe downplayed his interaction with fairground staff. Some lady just walked up and was like, fuck you and your cigarette. Long story short, said Hybe. Do you know how many people work for the fair or fairgrounds? Anybody can say that I work for the fair. Deputies tried repeatedly to calm Hybe down and encourage him to cooperate, suggesting that they would issue him an exclusion notice from the fairgrounds and then drive him home. Would you like to go home tonight, a deputy asked. No, responded Hybe. I love this kind of shit. Instead, Hybe continued to debate deputies and challenge them to arrest him. At one point, Hybe fell to the ground while in handcuffs and swore at officers. There we go, motherfucker. Hurt me, Hybe said to deputies. What are you going to do? A deputy responded, because of your behavior, we're taking you to the Clackamas County Jail. This is just typical of politicians. It doesn't matter if they're Democrats or Republicans. They think they're above the rest of us and above all the little laws that they create for the rest of us and they go out in public and act like jackasses like this guy i mean he should just be removed from office any politicians that do this crap should be removed from office they seem to forget that they serve the people of the state oregon may soon be taking another step Toward the goal of zero-emission vehicles, the governor's office said Friday, following the Thursday announcement that California will ban the sale of gasoline-powered cars by 2035, and Washington plans to do the same. A spokesperson for Governor Brown's office said Oregon is already in the process of developing similar rules. Charles Boyle, a spokesperson for Brown, said the State Department of Environmental Quality will meet next week to discuss the proposed Advanced Clean Cars 2 rule 
which would require car manufacturers to increase the production and sale of electric cars and trucks and phase out the sale of gas-powered cars by 2035. Oregon's in the same boat as Washington as far as infrastructure and financing and how is this going to be done. But, you know, no plan necessary. Just do it and figure it out along the way. Raise taxes, hurt the people. It's the way these Democrats operate. And California, of course, is in a major drought this year, or continuing for some time now over the years. They're extremely low on water. Many cities have had to restrict the amount of water people can use. And, uh, of course, they've cut back on watering lawns, which people shouldn't be doing if there's not enough drinking water or irrigation water. But, of course, there's a lot of rich people in California who think they're above those rules and they can still continue to water their lawns. And of course, they're not easy to find or they're not hard to find because their grass is green and everybody else's is dead. But California water departments have a new tool at their disposal called the water restrictor, where if people continually ignore their request to stop using water, wasting water, they can put this uh, water restrictor on the water line going to the house. The water restrictor is a slim circle of food-grade stainless steel with a small hole in the middle, which fits right into the offending customer's water meter, which technicians can usually access right on the street since the meters are district property. This particular restrictor will give you around one gallon a minute. A minute. Normally, a three-quarter inch meter is 25 to 30 gallons a minute, so that is quite a drastic cut. So at 25 to 30 gallons a minute, you can run your dishwasher, run your sink, and have somebody in the shower, and maybe even have your irrigation on, and nobody knows the difference. With the restrictor in, your sink works fine, your shower works okay, your irrigation will not work. It just won't supply the amount of water that is demanded. Now, the person in this article said he even tried it at his own house to see what it was like having his water restricted. He said the big part was that you can't do two things at once. So if I was in the shower, my wife tried to do dishes, my shower was done. I just got out. My wife demanded I take it off after a day and a half. After a customer uses more than 150% of their water allocation four times, they will be in line to get the flow restrictor installed. Why? Why four times? 150% of your water? In this particular city, Los Virginias, 7% of the customer base falls into this category. It's not meant to be punitive, McNuck said, water department personnel. It's meant to tell people that this drought is incredibly serious and what we need to do, what you need, what we need you to do is your part. Now, if people are abusing the system and other people aren't getting drinking water because of it, then yeah, I see that this is a useful tool because people are just douchebags and only care about themselves. But I can also see this as a problem in the future if they install these things just to keep people's ability to use water down. But uh, there is a major drought, so I guess you do what you have to do. And more good news on this drought in California the severe drought threatens to significantly undermine the state's ability to generate hydroelectric power, raising costs for families and driving up planet warming emissions, according to a federal government forecast. 
Assuming drought conditions persist, California's hydroelectric generation would be 48% less during this summer than if water conditions were normal, the U.S. Energy Information Administration said in a blog post on Wednesday. Under that assumption, hydropower would only make up 8% of California's total power generation. That's down from 15% under normal water conditions. The shortfall would need to be made up from other sources of electrical power supply. The drought persists, which is expected. California will need to import more electricity from other markets and use more in-state natural gas-fired power generation. Hmm. Where are they going to get that from? What's incredibly baffling about that story is this story that goes along with it. Federal regulators on Friday issued a final environmental impact statement that supports the demolition of four massive dams on Northern California's Klamath River to save imperiled migratory salmon. The staff's recommendation, which largely echoes an earlier draft opinion, tees up a vote on the roughly $500 million project by the five-member Federal Energy Regulatory Commission later this year. The removal of the four hydroelectric dams on the lower Klamath River, one in southern Oregon and three in California, would be the largest dam demolition project in U.S. history. So, I did a story on my last podcast about the Klamath Water District having its water completely cut off for farm irrigation, thus killing a bunch of crops and adding to the food shortage issue. I'm sure these dams in Northern California also are there for irrigation and drinking water and power. Power, which California is already short of power that they're going to have to find somewhere else, either from another state, which needs its own power, or from natural gas, which they are so ardently against. The project on California's second largest river would be at the vanguard of a push to demolish dams in the U.S. as the structures age and become less economically viable and as concerns grow about their environmental impact, particularly on fish. Fish. I guess fish are more important than people and being able to live the lives that we are accustomed to living. You know, with food and power, that sort of stuff. If the dams remain, power company Pacific Corp would likely have to spend hundreds of millions of dollars to retrofit the structures to comply with today's environmental laws. As it is, the utility has said the electricity generated by the dams no longer makes up a significant part of its power portfolio. But, in a whole, in a state where power is already short, you can't take away little chunks of where the power comes from. I mean, this stuff all comes together to provide the power supply. And here they are talking about the electric vehicles that everybody has to have. They don't even, they won't even have enough power to power homes, but somehow we're going to power cars, everybody's electric cars. Some local and state officials worry about flood control, no kidding, and residents who live around a large reservoir created by one of the dams. So there's your drinking water. Say goodbye to that. Got all kinds of drinking water shortages in California too. They have unsuccessfully sued to stop the project. 
the dams that would be demolished are the Iron Gate, the Copco 1, Copco 2, and J.C. Boyle, which is in Oregon. All of these things happening around the world, really. And you see it. The gas shortages, the water shortages, the food shortages, the supply chain issues. All of it is happening all at once. And at the same time, the government is making it harder and harder to do anything. Prices are going up on everything, making it harder to buy what we need. We're not importing gas from Russia anymore, even though we have a gas shortage here. Even though the U.S. has imported over $6 billion worth of other things, miscellaneous wood, steel, other things from Russia since the Ukraine war started, but not, not natural gas or oil. And why is that? If we can import other items, why not that, that, those items that we need? Since we won't drill our own, we have enough here in this country to take care of ourselves, but we won't do it because of fish or birds or environment or whatever. We'll export our oil reserves to other countries, even though we need it here. We'll export our liquid natural gas to other countries, even though we need it here. At the same time, we're having drought, water issues, water shortages, uh, farmers unable to irrigate their fields so we can't grow when we've got a major food shortage coming, already happening. And government wants to tear down the dams now. And this sort of idiotic feelings and emotions and actions are happening everywhere. It's not coincidence. It is a coordinated attack on the people by our own governments. In the meantime, they raise prices on everything, cause inflation, inject a bunch of money into the system, which causes inflation, forcing people into poverty, forcing people to rely on the government to help them, which is exactly what they want. They want us all dependent on baby daddy to take care of us. At some point, the government's going to swoop in and nationalize all this stuff, our electricity, our water, everything. Say they have to control the prices because people will be crying for help. It's going to be a very interesting winter seeing all this stuff play out. We are living in very, very interesting times. You're watching history unfold right in front of you. Be prepared because this is the time and time is running out. Thank you for listening to the Behind the Line podcast. For more, visit BehindTheLinePodcast.com. You can also find us on NetNewsNetwork.net, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Telegram, Gab, Parlor and Truth Social. Please like, share, and subscribe.